This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law and Title, and Gibson Pharmacy. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am in the office of Athens head football coach Zach Harrell. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing great, Michael. I appreciate you. All right, so you're coming off your open week, by the way, uh, and I say that, I want to make sure that I give a shout out to uh, Benny Rogers, who is a longtime sports guy here in Athens, now the, um, now the sports information uh, officer at TVCC who would never let us call that the bye week mm -hmm. because you have to earn a bye. You can only have a bye in the playoffs. During the year, it's an open week. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. I always call it the bye week myself, so Benny, Benny would probably frown upon me for calling it the bye week, but that's all I know to call it. That's the only reason <laughs> I say it because I always call it the bye week and he always got me. It makes sense. It yeah. does make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, so you, so you had a week off. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, you needed it, Coach. Yeah, we did. We did. We needed it in a lot of ways. You know, we needed to heal some guys up. We've, we've been hit pretty hard by the injury bug and uh, hopefully get a few guys back uh, and as well. Just, you know, recharge the battery. The open week's always good for your coaches and your kids and just your program uh, to, you know, take a deep breath and recharge and, you know, uh, get ready to – Finish this next stretch of the season, uh, so we're we're looking forward to Friday night getting to play again after after being off for a week. So I don't think that there's any way that we can talk about the Athens Hornets at this point in the season without talking injuries. Right. Um, you know, I, I we try not to lean into that too much. However, you have been decimated by injuries unlike any team I've seen in a long time. Yeah, we've been hit hard, Michael, and that's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for these kids. Uh, that's, you know, number one, my heart goes out to the kids that we lost due to injury. You know, we've lost some seniors to, to some season-ending injuries, and, man, I just – I just feel deeply for those kids because they poured, they poured a lot in this program. You know, they've poured they've, – they've committed uh, a lot of their time and effort uh, to this program uh, and to playing this great sport. And it just really sucks, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, for them to end their senior year like some of them have. And so my heart goes out to them. And, uh, you know, we try to, as coaches, make sure they know that we love them. And, we're still here for them, but that that's tough. That's tough as an eighteen-year-old kid to be dealt with that. Uh, and, and as a team, uh, you know what we've tried to preach to our guys is, you know, it, it is tough, and we hate it for the individuals. But it's also life. Uh, life can be tough, and life can be unfair. And uh, you know, we we didn't envision that our team would look like it is right now due to some injuries. Like you, you can't predict that, but you. How you respond says a lot about you, uh, and we got to be sure we're responding positively and staying tight as a family. Because when you're dealt with adversity uh, in life or in football or in anything, uh, human nature and there's a lot of things out there tempting you that 
that wants you to give in to that adversity and wants you to point fingers and wants you to, uh, you know, for you to question, uh, you know, question authority or question what you're doing or why you're doing it. But really what we've talked to them about is what matters is what's in this room. Uh, and, and this, you know, our, our, this building, uh, our locker room, we got to be like a family and we got to have each other's back. Uh, and we got to make sure that we're responding in the right way to some of this adversity we've dealt. Uh, and how you do that is you just, you just love each and every, love each and every person in this room. Uh, and, and you, you take their back and we, we continue, uh, to get better as a football team and get better, uh, as a program. So that, that's what, our focus has been this week, and we're looking forward to Friday and have and trying to field the best uh, team that we've felt uh, or, or play the best as a team that we've played up until this point. Uh, so we're looking forward to the challenge on Friday. So for those who um, didn't see the game in Henderson or are don't have a an understanding of exactly how deep. Uh, these injuries have cut into the roster. At one point against Henderson, you were down four running backs. You had to pull a wide receiver in to be your running back. You were down your H-back, who is, for want of a better word, what people might think of more like a fullback. You were on your second-string quarterback, and that was just the backfield. I mean that's yeah, we deep. Were, yeah, we were uh, we were definitely. Were you uh, drawing it up in the sand over there? No, the, you know, unfortunately, we had we had worked we had worked all those kids uh, in those spots, uh, and so and again, that's we're not gonna make excuses, and we're not we're not gonna blame things on injury because that's part of this game. We're 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 gonna we're gonna put field the best guys that we have available, and we're gonna go out there and we're gonna battle, and we're gonna try to play better as a team, and so that's. That's part of it, and it is unfortunate. But again, what what defines us is how we respond, uh, and how 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 we respond to this adversity. Because uh, again, there's two there's two responses. Uh, there's either hey, we're gonna battle, we're gonna grit our teeth, and we're gonna battle, uh, and we're still gonna keep believing uh, in what our core values are, or uh, we're going to respond in a negative way and we're going to point fingers and we're going to find, find excuses on what's going on. So uh, uh, hopefully we're going to respond in a positive way. Okay, so that said, before we move on to Lindale, and I want to talk about Lindale for sure, but um, one of the things is I think when, the, when a team at any level, high school, college, NFL, goes through a rash of injuries, I think there's a um, desire to say, okay, why are we having these injuries? And I think sometimes when you have a bunch of soft tissue injuries, you can kind of do that. However, in your case, those aren't the kind of injuries you're having. And the other thing is, it's not like all these injuries are happening in the same place that you can point and say, hey, right. maybe we have a problem with the facility. Maybe there's a problem with this facility, not ours, but yeah. somebody else's or whatever. But this has been over a series of weeks that this has happened. Yeah, really, the last three weeks. And it's really just games. been bad luck. It has. And if you, if you, if you look at... You, know, you can see on film a couple of the injuries, uh, and if you if you watch them, uh, you know it doesn't matter what year, what person, 
where like the contact just it's just been a fluky uh unfortunate sure. situation the contact would have caused that injury on any any person any yep. time any place sure uh, so it's just been a uh, unfortunate series of events all right so resilience is one of the things we're going to have to look at as we move forward. And uh, last time we were together, we talked about the M in Swarm, about the mental toughness. Oh, yeah. And uh, if I remember, A is about attitude. A is being all in. All in. Yeah. And so that's what we're looking at here, keeping it family, keeping it tight, um, and everybody being together. As we look forward to a tough matchup coming to town yeah. here Friday night, Lindale 3-0 and in district, undefeated, coming in Friday. What can you tell us about Lindale, Coach? Lindale's a very good high school football team. Uh, Lindale's probably the best, not probably, Lindale's the best football team we've played up to this point. Uh, they're 5-2, and 3-0 and in district. Uh, they, they are a complete team. They're good on... All aspects of the game, uh, football, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, offensively. You know, that's what you hear about from them because they have an elite high school running back, number 22, Jordan Jenkins, has been offered by almost every college in the nation. Uh, he's, I believe he's committed to Baylor, uh, and he is a very good high school running back, as good as you're going to find. Uh, he's big, physical, runs downhill. Uh, he, he's he, he's the real deal, uh, and but that's not all they have. You know, they they're very balanced. Uh, their quarterback number seventeen, Sam Peterson, is about six three, six four, uh, does a good great job running their offense. Uh, they like to throw to a variety of different receivers. Their top receivers number three, Jacob Seaford, he's a little slot. They move him around, use him in a lot of different ways. Uh, but they're, so they're complete on offense uh, and and present a great challenge. Then on defense. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, they were giving up some points, but in district, uh, they've, they've shut everybody down. I believe everybody in district, they've had everybody under 10 points. Uh, and so they've played very good defense. They're a four. They're an even front on defense, a four-two. Uh, Six-man box almost all the time. Uh, they'll play a variety of coverages behind it in the secondary. Uh, but they do a great job. Uh, and, and then on special teams, they got a great kicker. Uh, Number 99, Landon Love, has huge leg, kicks most of them out of the end zone on kickoffs. Uh, he's kicked up to, a, I think, a 45-yard field goal. Uh, they've kicked quite a few field goals, so they're they're complete. Uh, so it's a great challenge for us uh, on Friday and uh, facing a team like these guys. They What you just described is a team that doesn't, have, doesn't sound like it has many weaknesses. Not many holes, no, sir. Uh, not at all. And Coach Cochran has done a tremendous job. Uh, I believe this is his third, maybe his fourth, third or fourth year as head coach there. Uh, and he has really grown that program uh, into something that wasn't before he before he took over. Uh, and they're man, they're they they coach them really hard, and they're very well coached. And you know they're they're a complete football team. Not not hardly any holes. All right, so one of the things you mentioned um, was their main receiver is something that they move around the formation and uh, uh, slot. So I'd like to take a minute and pick your brain again about football just for a second. And tell us about, because I've seen you do the same thing 
where you have a, a, a receiver that you move around the formation, um, and it's a very common tactic. Yeah. Uh, why do you move receivers around right. instead of just lining them up and letting them go? Well, because if you know, a lot of times you have a certain type of player, uh, you know, and a lot of times you see it with the slot receiver. You want to try to create matchups, uh, and you want to try to if you just line them up in one spot. Well, they're always going to line they, – they can line up the same guy. They can line up their best cover guy against him every time and and cover him uh, and have their best guy against one of your best guys. Uh, but it, when you move him around, you know, number one, you can try to create a matchup of getting that guy on a different type of player, getting him matched up versus a linebacker, getting him matched up versus a different defensive back. Uh, and then number two – uh, you move those guys around so you can put the ball in their hands in a variety of ways. Uh, you know, we, we like, a lot of times like to move some of our receivers in the backfield to handle the ball because we know we can get them a touch uh, versus, you know, out there in a pass concept, you can't guarantee a touch. Uh, and so that's that's what they do with number three, Jacob Siegford. And, again, we've done that with different guys. Uh, and that's it's a smart tactic to use when you got a guy that you need to get him the ball. The other thing is when you get, move a guy into a slot because of the way you have to line up, a lot that slot guy is a step behind the line of right. scrimmage, which gives them a little bit more of a free release. Yeah, and you know when you get that guy off the line, you know he's a lot more vers- versatile because you can use him in your motion game. You can motion him in the backfield versus when he's when he's on the line. Uh, you know, you can shift, uh, but you can't you can't involve him in your motion game and you can't get the ball into him on a fly sweep and things like that. And that kind of stuff will, besides the fact that it'll hopefully confuse a defense or, like you said, put one of those receivers in a place where they can get a touch off a handoff or off a shovel pass or something like that, the other thing that'll do is it also gives a pre-snap read to the quarterback in we- about whether the team is in a zone or a man-to-man defense by the way they follow the motion. Right. Uh, and, you know, like you said, it, it does shoulder coverage, and it also creates it creates movement. You know, when, you, when you've got motion, it, it the defense can't necessarily pin their ears back and just play one thing because now you're creating this – uh, misdirection uh, with your motion. So there you go, folks. That's one of the reasons that you see some of the things you see when you're watching the game on Friday night. You may see that motion and there's no handoff or whatever. You're wondering, why did they even put the guy in motion if they're not going to do anything with them? That's some of the reasons, and that's why you move people around uh, the uh, formation. Thank you for that, Coach. Yes, sir. Um, all right, so back to Lindale Friday night. How do you attack a team like that? What do you, what what is it that we as Hornet fans can look for on Friday night? Well, what well, you know, and again, uh, we talked about it at the beginning. You know, kind of what our, uh, our our plan is had to shift based on injuries and based on based on who we have available. Uh, and so, you know, we, we want to attack. We think we can attack them in a variety of ways. Uh, we're we're going to look to throw the ball a little bit more than we have uh, and try to evolve, you know, when we've lost, you know, our Nathan Sims, a uh, very talented running back. Uh, and so we're, we're going to try to have to, you know, attack them on the edge a little bit more. 
Uh, and, you know, the good thing about them is we, they are a 4-2 front. Uh, you know, we've, we've struggled a little bit uh, the past two weeks blocking the multiple fronts correctly. Uh, you know, we've turned some guys loose and we've busted some assignments. Uh, and again, we got to be better as coaches and make sure that we don't do that. Uh, but the good thing about Lindale is they're four two, uh, and so we hopefully uh, we we know, hey, four two. This is how we're going to block it. And so hopefully we we have less busted assignments and less turning turning some linebackers loose in the hole like we had the last two weeks. Uh, so we, we do feel a little bit better about that going into this game. Hey, and if you uh, missed it a couple of weeks ago, Coach did a uh, an explanation on multiple fronts and why it's difficult. Um, so you can check that out. But yeah, this will be at least the offensive line will know where their guys are, right? So that they can make those blocks and and hopefully you can take advantage of that. Defensively, you got a key on the running back. Yeah, that that has to be the focus with these guys, and you you can't let you got to try to make somebody else beat you uh, because you got to. They do a lot of uh, they do a lot of option game, a lot of read game, uh, but our focus has to be him uh, because he's very talented, and we got to try to make make seventeen beat us in the run game uh, and not let twenty two. We got to you know our number one key. The victory is tackle tackle him because uh, he's tough to tackle, uh, and so we got to wrap up and we got to swarm. We got to swarm the football and get a lot of hats there because very seldom is the first guy bringing him down because uh, he's talented. All right, folks, that's what we've got Friday night. Lindale coming to town. Your Athens Hornets are um, ready to play. Uh, big game, big district game coming out of the open week. So, Coach, tickets on sale the way they've been throughout the pandemic. You yep. can go to the school, website. Yeah, schooleventtickets.com. Uh, and then they are also going on sale today at 10 a.m. at the athletic office, 10 to 7 today. Uh, and then tomorrow, 8 to 5, uh, as long as they are available at the athletic office. But they, they'll be online up up until availability runs out, up until kickoff if there's still some left. All right, so we hope to see you Friday night here at Bruce Field for the Hornets getting ready. We're ready to take on the second part of the season. Hey, Coach, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you, Michael. Thank you.